Bryant off balance. Yeah. Uh, welcome and happy new year. This is Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Headphone Joe. I know my cadence is probably throwing you off, but still, I'm here with my co host, as always. What's up, everybody? Brennan Tassif coming to you live from New York City. Your cadence is throwing me off as well. I was like trying to do three things at once, and then I was like, wait a second, what's happening? This is weird. Cadence of a man who is, uh, up way too early on January 2nd. Oh, I thought you were going to say the cadence of a broken man, a beaten man. Oh, I mean, we can. But not we'll, to be. We can apply all those adjectives as well. Um, so, yeah, we're going to we're going to waste no time here. We're going to get right to it, get into the kickoff, discuss some of the bigger topics, uh, some of the bigger games in the NFL. We had college football playoffs last night. The NBA, college basketball, women's college basketball is all in full swing. Um, then we're gonna get into the quick hits. Big weekend, to huge the weekend, year. and the uh, prep, and yeah, and Panthers have been on a bit of a hot streak. So, without any further ado, all right, Brennan, you got the time. That was the wrong sounder. You didn't do the kickoff. You are one hundred percent correct. Ready to return there the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Sorry, this I tested way to like kick three off. times with the transition. It, I just reflectively hit it again. Um, Brandon, you got the time? Uh, yeah, let me check. Uh, I believe it's time for Game of the Week! Of the week. Um, game of the Week just so happened to take place on Sunday, Saturday. Uh, it was the Monday Night Football Special Edition on a Saturday night. down in Oh, yeah, because they had the uh, playoff games for mm-hmm. college. Playoff games, they moved... For that, um, so yeah, Brennan, uh, Detroit at Dallas. Uh, the game was a bit of a a snooze fest at times. Yeah, um, a bit of a stinker. Yeah, a bit of a stinker. These high powered offenses couldn't get over forty points. Uh, couldn't get over twenty points. Uh, well, I mean, forty for the over under total. Oh, uh, um, but I mean, I feel like we there's there's one reason we're here, Brennan. What were your thoughts about how this game ended? And let's not go to the final play. Let's go to the first of the two-point conversions. The It was weird, man. I had a... So the, the first one was the eligibility one, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so that was bizarre. I kind of... So I see it from both... There's multiple arguments because some people... Uh, yeah, so I see it from both sides. Dan Campbell was like, oh, we told him about this before the game. And it's like, yeah, that was three and a half hours ago, Dan. Like, that's – and there's been an entire game of football played in that three and a half hours. Like, I don't think the refs are thinking about – but then I also understand it's like, do your job. Like, if they report it as eligible, they're eligible. For those of you listening who don't uh, know what's going on, uh, an offensive lineman came in, uh, was an eligible receiver. Uh, they called him an eligible receiver. But then the guy who went out in the route was a different offensive lineman than the guy that they called eligible. Wait, so did you see all the uh, all the uh, breakdowns of this after the fact? No, I didn't. I didn't watch a lot okay. of the. I didn't listen or watch. So what happened? So 
So Decker and Penny Sewell walk up to the offensive to the official, right? Yeah. And in that moment, it looks as Decker is saying, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm registering as ineligible," but he was yeah. already in the game, so it's a little weirder. And then they ran in the other guy onto the field, kind of as a decoy, but he never speaks to the ref. But the ref was looking at that guy the entire time. So the ref just, I see somebody running on the field. I'm hearing the word eligible receiver. So obviously they're making that guy the eligible receiver, the guy who was not in before, and just never listened to the actual words that were being spoken to him and made the wrong guy eligible. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that's that's a, one of the things I heard. Just fuck of the, up on the ref. Yeah, that's something I've heard on some of the podcasts. Was like, just do your job as the ref. That's your job is to know who's eligible. Like you can you can be like, hey, you're eligible. You're you're the eligible one. Look, like, also have a little respect for the guy who's speaking to you. You're just looking. You're not even paying attention to somebody yeah. who's talking directly to you. Respect. We're gonna get to that later in my walk off. Oh, that's Ooh, a little bit of a teaser. But yeah, it was it was bizarre. And then Dan Campbell, dude, we got to talk about this. He said, "No, hold my beer. We're going for it." That's yes. <laughs> how did you feel about the second going for it? Oh, you know how I feel about. It. I fucking love it. Let's go. Let's win the game. Right. We don't play for ties. We play to win the game. Hello. That's what I'm talking about. And then uh, to that second one, Michael Parsons jumps off sides. They get five yards back. Uh, what did you think of going for it a third time? Uh, well, at that point, when you get the yards back, it's like it's almost like running a play and getting gaining yards without running the play. You know what I mean? It's like, well, if we were going to go for it, what was it? It was nine yards, eight yards. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get five. It's like, yeah, then obviously we're going to go for it again. I love Dan Campbell um, and what he brings to this team. I did go down a TikTok rabbit hole of like all the sappy music to like Dan Campbell's press conferences and like after post game interviews and stuff. And I did cry a little bit. I'll admit it. Uh, Dan, I cried at everything. But Dan Campbell was uh, I like him. I like his attitude. I like his whole like, no, fuck. I don't fucking care. Let's go. Let's my guys against your guys. Let's see who wins. When he took the linebacker and then he took uh, the running back in the first round, everyone's like, you're an idiot. You're an-. I said, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, this is our identity. This is who we are. And then he gets Sam Laporte in the third. And you're like, that's the best player that they got in the draft. I so I like Dan Campbell. I like the fact that he goes for it. Dallas won this game. Dallas should have won this game. They played better pretty much the whole game, but I, it was it was yeah. a weird ending. I didn't I'm watch not, the whole game, though. Not, I just watched the end, so maybe. I was, I'm not here for should have won this game uh, just because they played better. At the end of the day, you got to be up at the end of the game. Now, they were up at the end of the game, therefore they should win, but... It's not because of anything they did. They lost that game. We saw yeah. everyone saw them lose that game yeah. just because of a weird technicality with the referee. Did uh, you see what happened with the refs actually being held accountable now? Are they being? Yeah, that that uh, entire crew is being taken off the playoffs. Ooh, good. That is that is well. You know, that's a swift action yeah. from Raj. Um, <laughs> I wish that could soothe. I don't know Detroit, if they're out of the won't. playoffs entirely, but it definitely said the the post I saw on Instagram was uh, will be downgraded for the playoffs. So I'm, I'm not sure no. what that means, but I mean at least I was about to say like accountable. maybe the top ref won't be a ref; he'd probably be a yeah. line judge or something. Yeah, move some stuff around. So yeah, because in the playoff, I think I don't think they. 
Super Bowl is what you're thinking of. Okay, I was about to say I don't. I think they go like an all star crew. But yeah, yeah, the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl they take like head officials from like five different crews and put them on there. Yeah. Um, is it head official? I think it's just like you were the best line judge. You were the best. Yeah, back yeah. Judge. I'm sorry. You were yeah. The best, the best yeah. of the. It's the Pro Bowl for basically the refs. Um, but yeah, no. So I got into two arguments, two separate arguments, and two group separate chats? group chats about yep. uh, the decision to go for it uh, the second and the third time. And Wait, you're th- down for going. You go, you're a go for it guy, I'm 100% right? Yeah, that's what I thought. go for it. I was like, you, you hey, don't. You love Dougie Fresh, man. That's what we do around here. My thing is, and I wanted to, in one of the chats, I wanted to harken back to a game earlier this season where if you're on the road in enemy territory, you always go for the win. You don't go for the tie. Let's see how overtime plays out. Like, no, now you're putting it back in the the the, the odds. You're you're throwing back what odds you had. Being on being the road team, that's a very good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that because I'm a go for it anyway kind of guy. But yeah, being a road team, you don't want to you don't want to put that juju out there. You don't want to be like, oh, we're you know the away team. The refs, the fans, the other yeah. team. Like, you don't want that. Like, you just saw what the refs did this time. You're going to yeah. trust them for another 10 minutes? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what in the world? You might say heads at the coin flip. It's heads, and he's like, nah, you Damn. said tails. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I know what I said, my guy. But um, so so I was going to say earlier this year, um, and this benefited the Eagles, but the Eagles were playing the, the football team, and – they go down, they score, and it's like, okay, they go for two right here. They're going to win it. They go for one. We're going overtime. Well, everyone thought they should go for two because they just marked down our throats, mm-hmm. and obviously we have nothing just in push our it arsenal up, Let's go. to yeah. stop these guys. So they should just go for two and win this game. Ron Rivera goes for one. They end up losing that game in overtime because they, yeah. I think they get the ball, they turn it over, Eagles kick a field goal, game is over. Wait, there. Sam Howell turned it over? That's impossible. I know, right? But my thing is, if you're right there, if you have, and this is the thing I think more than anything, even with the result in hand, the Detroit Lions players have more faith in Dan Campbell today than they did the previous day. Because, because he had faith in them. He had faith in them when no one else would. Yep. He had the utmost faith in his guys, his group of guys, his group of coaches saying, hey, I know you can do this. I know you can pull this off. I know we have the strategy, the players, the the, the expertise to do this. And this is not the first time he's done it. He said, I think it was like a <laughs> press conference two, three weeks ago where he was like, hey, I'm going for it on fourth downs. We're going for two point conversions. Didn't he say? Didn't I he tell my going, family we can to stop get talking about pampers. this because I'm going for it. Yeah, yeah. he's like he's, he's like if you're a Detroit Lions fan, get a, get a, get a pair of diapers. Like we're going for this. <laughs> like we we're, we're all gas, no brakes. And I just think the people who are are second guessing his decision making. I gotta get that merch made. All gas, no brakes. Uh, that's already like a thing. <laughs> no, I know it's like a it's a saying, but I never thought about it with the Detroit Lions. And when you think about it, it's Ford Field. It's like a oh, wow. old industrial town. Oh, good. that's why I clicked in my head. That's why I started laughing. I didn't even think about the Ford Field and the Ford. Just get like the Ford emblem, all gas, no brakes. You're gonna get sued one of these days. <laughs> I know. I think you, maybe, you got two oh, you got that all right now. Yeah. Um, 
What I was gonna say, but yeah, no, I I I applaud the decision to continue to go for it. You, I mean, he was jobbed in the beginning, anyways. Uh, am I happy with the result? No, but sometimes you're not gonna be happy with the result. Yeah, that's like, the point. That's why this is what bothers me. Playing like, the result is always hindsight fifty fifty, but in the moment, in that twenty twenty, and, yeah. and my thing twenty twenty, whatever. Uh, my thing at the end what's of the your day, vision look like? <laughs> boy, need glasses. But at the end of the day, my thing is. They had the right play call two of the times. Good yeah. thing for that. Michael Parsons offsides. Uh, but on the third one, golf fucked up. How are we all just letting golf skate? Like everyone yeah. is killing Dan Campbell for the play call. Why would you go for it a third time? You're tempting fate. Golf threw the ball at a man's ankles. I know. It's the second time I saw him do that in that game. On an out route to Sam Laporta, he threw it at the ankles, and uh, some Wilson jumped in and got an interception on that. Throw the ball shoulder pad level, my guy. What are you doing? Especially my buddy, a small hold on, guy. Hold on. My buddy said, oh, why would you design a play for your third tight end? These guys are so arrogant. Da, 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 da. They designed a play for an offensive lineman. The third tight end is more... <laughs> Game that's ball. more uh, sh- that's a more sure-fired catching than your offensive lineman. Yeah, like, I'm not going to blame. <laughs> I'm not blaming the tight end. I'm not blaming the play call. I'm not blaming the decision making. Jared Goff, do your job. Pad level. You're like six five. As Brennan was about to say, was say, he's tall as shit. Yeah, she's what are you doing? Why are you throwing the ball? Why are you spiking the ball? Nah. Like what the? You're <laughs> NFL quarterback, my guy. Yeah, I. Detroit's gonna be just fine, and they're gonna be fine. You know, they're locked into I'll the gas third. Breaks, they're winning. Baby. They're winning the division. Like, as an Eagle fan, like, yeah, I would love for them to beat the Cowboys. That gives us a little more room for error, which we fucking took because we fucking stink. We'll get to that very shortly. Um, but yeah, I mean, we should get to it now. <laughs> so the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Hosted what may be the final game in Philly for Fletcher Cox, uh, Jason Kelsey, uh, Brandon Graham. They'll still get a home. They're gonna. Won't they still get a home game? <laughs> Brandon, we can lose the division now. Oh, fuck it's not me. in our. It's oh, not that's what you were saying. Just in our the court. Very, yeah, we don't yeah. hold our own future. All we had to do was win this game, beat the Giants next week. We'll we lost this game. We play the Giants next week. Which Cowboys means Dallas is playing the Commanders. The football and they're not going to lose that game. And they're not going to lose that game. Therefore, ergo, we lose the division. So Holy now we're going to be playing snakes. a road playoff game in fucking Tampa Bay. So. Against very hot Baker Mayfield. Very hot Baker Mayfield. Well, and not this week, but you know what I mean. Against, not this week at all. <laughs> and against very hot Mike Evans. Mike Evans is what I'd be. I don't understand this before because I'm just going to obviously see the most of the time to you. Before we get into this, what is, I don't even want is Gannon that good? Is What's happening with this defense? Oh, with Arizona. Oh, why our defense is so bad? Yeah, I'm saying was Gannon that because we all made fun of it. No, you and Gannon I made wasn't fun of that it. good. Gannon we made fun good. of the hire don't, for Arizona. I don't and, think Gannon's that good. Um, okay. The issue with the defense is we prioritize some of the wrong things. Um, and defense defense production isn't, I mean, we've talked about it a ton of times, but it doesn't repeat itself often. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. 
So the sacks that we got. The linebackers. That's an aberration. Um, The sacks that we got last year was an aberration. The the amount of turnovers we got were an aberration. And this is effectively a course correction. But you can still hold firm in being a solid defense without getting that much sacks and that much turnovers by stopping people. And we just can't stop people. That's The Arizona Cardinals, Brennan, never punted in this game. That's what blows my mind is like Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox. Uh, who's the other guy that they got? Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. Like this. They shouldn't be. That's Jake all interior. Like the fucking it's all Terminator. interior. Yeah. And it's the linebacker, interior. the linebacker thing is a real issue. The linebackers have been fucking on rotation. Like no one's the two guys who need to be healthy at the same time is Zach Cunningham and Shaq Leonard, who we just got, and they have yet to play together since. Well, Shaq Nicobe Leonard, Dean was tired. he had the year Nicobe last Dean. year to kind of learn, and then he got yeah. hurt like got out hurt. of the gate. Uh, Avante he's Maddox like a field got hurt in week two. He just came back for this week. Got burnt on one play. Um, Darius Slay, who is probably unbeknownst to what it looks like on the field, PFF will tell you he's one of the top corners. Um, I know. That's the other weird thing. We'll get into it with the Jacksonville. It's because of it's it's the zone and manning of like if he's doing the proper things in the zone, but somebody catches it, it's like you want to blame him, but it's like the fucking scheme. It's the scheme. Yeah. <laughs> the scheme is Are not Are you guys more of a zone team player. or a man team? We zone so fucking much. Yeah, it pisses we me man. off. We just like, blitz and run man. This is where I become an archaic football guy. Like, all right, zone properties, they may work. You know, they may, in the grand scheme of things, they're probably smarter to do. If you don't fucking line up across and bump coverage, bump coverage is just something that has been lost in the NFL now. Like, we just don't do it. Like, no one does it. Like, when you see it, you're like, oh, my gosh, this guy's obviously going to get burned. These guys are insane. Everyone stopped doing this 10 years ago. Like, what happened to just lining up hat on hat, going mono a mono, and just going for it? Like, everybody is fucking shielding and shelling. And I can understand, like, just run a two high zone with your corn with your safeties and have everybody else run man protect everything. That's what we do in Madden, baby. Like it, it, it's not that hard. It's not that two, hard. You run the two high safeties and then just man up everybody else. Like it's it's not that difficult. Like you have good to great safeties. I mean corners. Why not let them do what they're very yeah, very good Slay, at? It doesn't make sense. Like those are bump and run guys. Like those are was. those are traditional corners in that mold. You have safeties help over top. Like I I I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Um, and I you know I, I might I might just be too dumb. Like zone may be actually the smarter thing to do, just because of how offenses are more. Uh, Effective, well, you get beat more in the man. Proficient, yeah. I was about to That's say. That's what everyone's worried about: is the explosives that come from the man is much more prolific than in the zone because you yeah. don't have the backup. But then well, you get shit I mean, like this, James Connor. James Connor, like ran. I don't. This game was weird, dude. This motherfucking team. Like I said, we didn't we didn't force a stop at all. Every Just drive so ended in believe. points. And the one drive they had that didn't end in points ended in points for us. It was a pick six. Good job, Sidney Brown. But then our offense, I haven't even looked at the goddamn stats of this game. Do you remember, while you looked those up, do you remember 
Think back on that draft when you guys took Jalen Carter. Remember, we came on the show and I was like, I can't fucking believe it. I can't believe I it. I cannot believe it. You guys got the best defensive player in the draft. And Fled, I like, get, like, I don't get it. Like, down to the play calling that just, like, is baffling at times. We threw, I mean, first of all, we didn't have the ball that that much. A ton, yeah. yeah we didn't have the ball that much because... I think they our first touchdown, we got it super quick. Well, uh, we had the – wait, was that this game, the punt return? No, that wasn't the punt return. Yeah, that, that was this one. one. That was this one, Brent Covey's punt return? No, that wasn't this one. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. Um, I was about to say, how, I forget how we got the ball first. But we scored first. It was before no, Devonta went out, They right? scored a field goal. Okay, they scored a field goal, then we scored. Then – Oh, wow. Huh. And then we had the pick six. Well, but no, I was going to say um, we didn't run the ball that much at all, and we ran the ball so effectively. There was one drive where we were just like, hey, it, it happens once a week. It happens once a game. Me and Kyle always text about it, and it's like, oh, yeah, we can run. Who would have known? <laughs> yeah, and this has been a running theme the last two years. I mean, this goes back to – this goes back to the Miles Sanders days because yeah, I remember yeah. having on my fantasy team, and when they actually tried to run the ball, I was like, "He can do this!" Like, what do we do? Back two seasons ago, the first yeah. game hurts the uh, Sirianni mm-hmm. season. Back to the Cowboys game where we ran the ball a total of like nine times. Um, it's like, oh man, when we when we actually run and commit to the run, we're pretty good at. They it. weren't down early either. They could have kept running the ball. We were not down. Da- Brandon, we went. In- you were never after, down. After halftime, we were up 21 6. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And yeah. I thought this game was over. Yeah, it should have been. But for some reason, we kept passing the ball or we kept running these stupid fucking quarterback screens. Or not quarterback screen, quarterback oh. draws that just one. You run it once, right? You gain about five, six yards, and it's like successful play. Next play, we should either hand it off to the running back. We should, you know, make a little pass to somebody. No, actually, let's run that again just to the other side. Well, they're not even running. The fuck are handoffs. you doing? They're run, they're not even running options. They're running. No, just it's straight just draws. straight <laughs> with Jalen Hurts. Like, hey, just go straight into the teeth of the defense. We know we just paid you a billion dollars. Just run straight at some and ninety we also pound. Know you're playing hurt. A hundred pound, three hundred pound guys. Just run right at them. Like, oh, we lost five yards. Okay, all right. Now it's third and fifteen. What should we do? Should we throw it to our high price receiver? That is just a, like a monster out there. No, okay. Should we get it to our speedy receiver out in space down the field? Should we should we try to hit Dallas Goddard down the field? No, let's run a let's run a bubble screen and have Devontae Smith be the primary uh, uh, blocker. Our hundred fifty seven pound receiver. Let's run a bubble screen and have Devontae Smith be the primary blocker, who then gets his leg rolled up on because why the fuck is he the primary blocker on our bubble screens? It's like the fifteenth time that's happened this season, and I'm like, why is he? The- you have AJ Brett. Why not have him? AJ Brett's pretty big too. The blocker, or you got. Julio, why not him? Nah, they'll, you know what? This is kind of like last night. I I said something, I'll refer to it later when we get to that game. Uh, It's kind of like, you know what? You know what they'll never expect? Devontae Smith to be the blocker. Let's go. Let's do that one, guys. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, 
I, I had not been as frustrated. Like we've lost some dumb games this year. We lost to the Jets. Uh, we got blown out by the Cowboys. Uh, had our shit rocked against Niners. Lost to Seattle in very heartbreaking fashion. I have not reacted the way I did. Yeah, to you're this pretty. Loss. Yeah, you, you're normally pretty much like, okay, I see. No, where I'm, we talk, went I'm wrong. talking in the moment. Oh, like you were like, yelling at the TV. Brennan, <laughs> I had my phone in my hand because I was Brennan, like, huh? pulled a little Brennan. Like, no, I pulled an old school Joe. I've been I've been quelling a lot of this, but I just like I just slammed. It was funny because I was, I had just listened to the podcast with you and I. I think that was Derek Gaines where you're talking about I'm too broke to like fuck shit up. Oh yeah, Derek Gaines, yeah. Yeah, and I was That's like, a good I, I had that was that would be such a great I had my phone in my hand and I just like slammed it on the ground and then I was like, oh I hope my phone didn't break, but god damn it, these people are <laughs> pissing me the fuck off right now. I was like, Jesus Christ. But was yeah, the girl no, there? Did the lady was there. That's how I knew, like, I was really upset because she was there and I still was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> to quote Wedding Crashers, here's what uh, the next couple of years with Ike Turner is gonna look like. <laughs> Whoa, Jesus. It's a Wedding Crashers I, quote. I know, Wedding Turner. But um, no, I, I mean, we stink. We have to go back to the drawing board. Honestly, <laughs> it's fixable. It's fixable. Honestly, man. If Jeffrey want to fire the whole coaching staff, I'm cool with it. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because Sirianni's, he's, for his credit, he's taking a line share of the blame and how the offense is set up and how it runs. And if you want to just get rid of everybody, like, I'm fine. Let's go. You know what? I'm usually for diversity. And you know what? There's a diverse candidate out there. Bring in Eric Bieniemy. Fucking bring you in. You don't mean that. Bring in what's the motherfucker in Detroit? Brian Johnson? No, we got Brian Johnson. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Bring in one of these guys who have an offense that looks next level because and and will play into what they do well because we have a team that is set up to run down people's throats, run play action, and surprise folks. And we just don't do it. We just don't do it. We think we're gonna we think we're gonna confuse people. We're running our quarterback into the teeth of defenses. We can after we Christian McCaffrey's on the fucking Manning cast and he could call that shit out a mile away. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're upset. I can tell. I'm very upset. It's frustrating at this point. I I I I (laughs) I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I can't believe you almost broke your phone. You are not. And the Joe that I know and have known for years is not. Normally, you guys make fun of me for getting too pissed well, off. Well, the thing is, so when we started the show, I had very little faith in what we would do as a team because Sirianni's first year, I didn't believe in him when he first got oh, yeah, hired. That's true. Um, Jalen Hurts, I wasn't sold on yeah, him. Yeah, the Jalen Hurts thing had Then just we made started. it to the postseason. I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe there's something here. Last year, we had the year we had. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. Great. And then this year, it's like, okay, I know what you guys are capable of. I don't even need you to repeat what you did last year. Just beat the fucking Cardinals and beat the fucking Seahawks and beat the fucking Jets, and we're fine. Yeah, you can lose to the Niners. You can lose to the Niners. You can lose to the Cowboys. Lose to Baltimore, yeah. Like, you can lose to good teams. 
fine. I can live with that. You know what? Just didn't come. Just didn't bring it today. When you lose thirteen to ten to the fucking Jets, twenty four to twenty to the Seahawks, and then 31-35 to the fucking Cardinals. What are you doing? What are we literally doing? Yeah, especially the week before. Yeah, going into the playoffs is not where you want to be. Like, uh, I'm out here just trying to rationalize. Like, obviously, they're saving, like, they're saving a special playbook for the playoffs. I have to believe that. Like, they're just like, you know what, guys? A lot of people around us getting hurt. Don't want to put it on film. Like, a lot of people around us getting hurt. Let's just, you know, just backdoor into the playoffs no matter where we are. And then we'll just, we'll go for it. It's like the fucking Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. Like, you know what? We'll get in as a fifth seed. And then everybody's healthy, though. So we can take advantage there. Like, I have to rationalize these shits in my mind because there's no way this team is just this bad and this dumb. There's no way this coaching staff is just this dumb. They're going to bounce back. They have Your to. mouth to God's ears. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. Th- I literally don't think so. On paper, they're one of the best teams in the league. They yeah, but the game is played back. on the field. I know. I know. And we keep calling the wrong plays on the field. And we keep Nick making Sirianni. bad decisions on the field. Is Nick Sirianni on the hot seat one year after I, look, making the man, Super Bowl? After, what we, follow me. Look at the Indianapolis Colts right now. Yeah. Shane Syking was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles last year. That team, with their second-string quarterback, I have a hell of a lot more confidence in them than the Eagles week in and week out. And they, and they have less wins than us, but goddamn it, if they don't do things that make you say, with a little more talent, that team's going to be really freaking yeah, good. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you'll if catch they, on the if red If they zone, had the, the talent that like, we had, oh they'd be a 15-win team. Mind you, that was a team that was in position to pick fourth last year. That was a team for the last two years we've said, ah, the offensive line is not what it used to be. Yep. And damn it, if they don't look like what they used to be now. Hey, if the season ended right now, right this minute, the team, uh, the division with the most playoff teams would be the AFC South. All right, we've gone way too long on this. We've gone way. We're at 30 minutes on these two games. This game only needs about two minutes. Um, all right. The Rams at the Giants. Brennan, uh, I had to inform you of how it ended because you had left to go to work. Which yeah. is wild. So what were the last things you saw? So, yeah. So for everybody listening, the last thing I saw was Saquon Barkley wide open for the two-point conversion. Tyrod Taylor just threw it behind him. And you know what happens? Tyrod's a, a very good quarterback in the NFL. I have, he's definitely a, a, a competent quarterback in the NFL. Um, and so when he missed that throw, I just kind of looked around and I was like, oh, it's this game's over. It's over, baby. And I put on my backpack, started headed down to work. And then at the 86th Street subway stop, when I got service again, my phone was blowing up between the Discord and you going, oh, my God, the Giants, the Giants. And I was like, if they came back and won that game through some miraculous play calling, I'm going to be so pissed. So that was the last thing I saw was the failed two-point conversion by Saquon. Mind you, the failed two-point conversion I just want to put out was after a punt return. A 94-yard punt return. A punt return when he he, uh, fielded it, I was like... What the fuck are you doing? Let it bounce yeah, you into don't the end that. zone. Yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah, are, yeah. You're so deep. And then he turns field and makes it to the end zone, which was wild. So what happened after that was 
the Rams, who were pissing me off, uh, couldn't get anything going. Just kept getting sacked. Matthew Stafford. Um, and the, 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 the Giants get the ball back. And the Giants, uh, Saquon, Tyrod scrambles for 31 yards. Then they're automatically in field goal range at that point. They line up for a 54-yarder. You know, certain guys make this in their sleep. Uh, that Bradry, Brandon Aubrey guy can make this, you know, add 10 yards to it. That motherfucker, he's pissing me off. So good. Jesus fucking Christ. If I have to see so one weird. more fucking package about how he went from college to Notre Dame and he went to he soccer, USFL and all this shit. If I got to see one more goddamn package about this guy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw up. Uh, 54-yarder, Mason Crosby, former uh, field goal kicker for the Green Bay Packers, lines it up, Brennan, and goes wide left and misses it. Was it that wide? I don't remember how wide it was, but in my mind now, it's 20 yards left. (laughs) In my mind now, he kicked it all the way to the pylon. (laughs) Yeah, it was... I honestly thought they came back and won that game. The fact that they got the ball, because there were still like two minutes left when yeah. they. When they. Let me see what scored. time was left. Oh, this doesn't tell time. This is telling percentages. Oh, they tell time on the left. I'm bugging. Uh, when they missed the two point conversion, it was 327 left. Yeah, so that's still plenty of time to get the ball back, and they got it back. And then Tyler They got the ball back with 116. I was very excited to know that, though, because I work with a lot of Giants fans. So I got to go in chest puffed out like, huh? Yeah, which was hilarious. Huh? <laughs> hey, oh, what happened what with, the, what the happened with your team and Tommy Bananas or whatever the fuck his name is? All right. Yeah. Rams made the playoffs. Can you believe that with that win and uh, Seattle loss? Rams made the playoffs. Yeah. Who would uh, who whoever would have uh, had the Rams? I believe you had that. Nine wins. Oh, did did I? Did I? It was interesting because I remember at the beginning of the year talking about how they had 35 undrafted free agent rookies on their roster because they had nobody on their team. And I remember saying the bills come due for the Odell Beckhams and the the trades and the the Aaron Donalds and the Matthew Staffords. And now the bill is due. And then fucking and Puka Nakua. is a pretty good coach. <laughs> Kevion, 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 Kyron Mitchell, Kyron Williams. You're thinking Williams. of uh, the Baltimore. I'm thinking of the kid. Baltimore guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, just and a whole host of other Matthew Stafford with a bro. I know we talked about it last week, but with a broken back, came into the season after having spine surgery. He said, that "Hold my is, beer." That guy is something. Um, real quick before we get into the one more round, what do you, um, as far as revenge games? Uh, Joe Flacco playing in Baltimore, mm. Matthew Stafford playing in Detroit, Detroit. or uh, yeah, I guess those would be the two ones. Is that still possible? Yeah. Because Detroit would be the three seed. I mean, it would have to be the championship game, but yeah, it's possible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which one would I be more hyped to see? Uh, or Baker Mayfield Cleveland, but that would be the Super Bowl. That would have to be the Super Bowl, which is not fucking happening. <laughs> Both of those teams won't make it. Um, I would. I, both, I mean, I would put both money of on those Cleveland. teams won't make it together. Is what I mean. Yeah, I was say Cleveland can potentially make. It. Cleveland's the only <laughs> team I think could beat Baltimore because that defense. Yeah, um, and they did it earlier this season with yeah. their bad quarterback. Um, 
I love how Joe Flacco's not the bad quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, I think Stafford-Detroit. I, be I got to go Stafford-Detroit. Because Baltimore kind of... It's not going to happen, obviously. My gosh, it better not freaking happen. But Baker Cleveland would be freaking great. That would because be awesome. it it'd be Cleveland. You could have had this guy. You, you, you had, had this guy. guy. <laughs> he played with a broken shoulder, and then you traded him. And you because- didn't reward him for that loyalty then. And I think all you had in all honesty, the, the most realistic one with the uh, the two that are pretty realistic. I think the Detroit one Detroit, is cool yeah. because because Matthew didn't want to leave and they kind of didn't want to lose him. But they kind of just they had to move on. Yeah, and both teams, both parties had to just be like yeah. it was an amicable divorce. Yeah. Whereas the the Baltimore thing, Joe Flacco had one good year. They paid him one hundred twenty million dollars and then he could never do it again. That was like more of a that was more of a you're not the same man I married kind of a thing. <laughs> All right, one more round it. One more round. Do you want two or one minute for your squad? One minute. That's all I need, baby. All right. All right. Carolina at Jacksonville. We have not been a very good home team uh, this year, but uh, we put it on the Carolina Panthers. My Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, 26 to zero, got the shutout. That's what I wanted to talk about. You mentioned this earlier, and we've talked about this ad nauseum. Uh, but with the man coverage and the zone coverage, more so than the sacks and the turnovers, it's very interesting to me because we run a lot of uh, man. Like we're mm-hmm. a bump and run team. We run a lot of man. We don't run a lot of blitzing coverages, but uh, we do a lot of stunts on the D line, uh, which we're gonna. I'm gonna get to in my walk off. Josh Allen breaking the uh, Jaguars single season sack record, but uh, nice. um, but it it it's weird because sometimes this defense. Like against Carolina, I mean, it's still it's Carolina, but they've still an NFL team. They've still won NFL games. Like we destroyed them. Like at one point, we knocked Bryce Young out of. I, the game. I thought he died on the field at one. Point. Yeah, like we, they had like six total sacks. There was like ten QB pressures or hits or something like that. Like we were annihilating them. But then there's weeks where we play teams, and you're like, we can't fucking stop anybody. And it's it's just weird how that works, but it's a, it's a again it's what we were talking about earlier. It's a victim of the the man coverage. We lo- Mike Caldwell loves man coverage, which is why Jalen Ramsey. I mean, we've run man for a long time in uh, Jacksonville, no matter what the D coordinator is. Uh, but yeah, uh, we look poised. This is the crazy thing: we have to beat Tennessee next week. It's not like a oh well, we need to win to be. No, we have to win. If we lose to Tennessee and Houston. Beats Houston, the Colts. Indy, they play each other, right? Yeah. So if no matter whatever, if we lose, that the team wins the AFC wins, South. Yeah. <laughs> and we could be knocked out of the playoffs entirely. And now Trevor missed this game, right? Yeah. Tre- CJ Beathard started. Trevor yeah. missed the game. I, uh, at a certain point, I was like, that's not 16. <laughs> no. And I was had, so annoyed by Press Taylor. God, Jesus. I can't. I text you this all the time. me off. I hate Press Taylor. I'm like, you're in the red zone. Can you hand it to Trevor Travis Etienne? Like, why are you throwing it with CJ Beathard all over the field? And why is he throwing it over the end zone every time? I can't. <laughs> if Doug Peterson does not take over play calling duties and we get bounced in the first round of the playoffs, Press Taylor has to be fired. It's insanity. It's insanity. Um, Pitt yeah. Seattle. We Thank could get you. knocked out by Pittsburgh. Thank you, by the way. That defense really... Stood strong. Zero oh, points, yeah. six sacks, interception. You're welcome. Thank you. One more round. 
I don't need about 30 seconds for this one. I just wanted to give a huge shout out to one of our favorite coaches here on this show. Brennan finally turned about face this season. And on his list, he had them winning a minimum of nine games because yep. the Pittsburgh Steelers, two with years Mike in a row, Tomlin, got burned on that. Have never, <laughs> in his 17 full seasons, have never had a losing record. That is with, and he did it this year with Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, and somehow the best of all three of them, Mason <laughs> yeah. Rudolph. I was wondering if you were going to mention that. Mason Rudolph has been amazing. <laughs> and also Mike Tomlin does uh, quote Gladiator in his press conferences. which I really like. And he tells people not to blink. And he no. looks for splash plays. like Unleash sky. health. This guy is amazing, man. But yeah. All right. That, that's, all, that's all I wanted to say there. One more round. All right, next one more round. We're going to talk about Atlanta, Chicago. I only had Joe put this on the run note. You guys should have been here for pre-production. We had uh, <laughs> vigorous talks um, about stuff that we weren't even going to talk about because it wasn't on the rundown. Uh, but I had Joe change something. Uh, we got rid of the Cincinnati-Kansas City game, even though that was close in the first half. It was close until it wasn't, and Kansas City ran away with it. I had him put in Atlanta at Chicago. Chicago wins this game in convincing fashion. Because I wanted it on record. I said it two weeks ago, and I kind of let Joe talk me out of it. Chicago should stick with Justin Fields because it's such a crapshoot in the draft. And even though he will be more expensive, you can then go out and get Marvin Harrison Jr. with the top pick and then go get that tackle out of uh, Alabama. Um, And then I was like, well, yeah, it makes sense with the money, blah, blah, blah. But this was Justin Fields coming out party, baby. You take – you take – the known entity in the NFL versus the unknown and uh, a rookie case in point, CJ Stroud, Chicago playoffs next year. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> They're keeping Ibra loose. I have no faith in this team. Who's their OC? If, I don't even know. Who if you give Marvin Harrison Jr. and that's new and that Alabama left tackle to Justin Fields, this and DJ Moore. Oh my God. Oh my God. This t- oh my gosh! Watch out! Top five offense next year. Wrong. If they keep if they keep Justin Fields, top five offense next year. I'm calling it. Top five offense. If they take Marvin now, if they go out and get like a running back, you know what? You know what? You know what? I, I I've shit on Averflus quite a bit since getting Monte Sweat. That defense has looked really good. Yeah, and the I mean Averflus is a defensive guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah defense has looked a lot better. Yeah, and I will give the the coaching staff credit with. Uh, the development of Justin Fields. At the beginning of the season, we were like, oh, this is the make or break year. By week six, we were like, he's out. Caleb I never Williams. thought it was a make or break year. I thought he was good. I just thought the team didn't know what the hell to do with him. Yeah, I think they've, I think, yeah, you're right. It's twofold. The team, Justin Fields has improved, and then the team has learned how to gel around like, him. And DJ you, Moore. Mind you, every time I said trade Justin Fields, I also said trade Justin Fields because he's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. You did. I like wherever he's go, he's going to be fine. Like, y'all just need to figure out, y'all need to get a new coaching staff. And I know y'all want to reset the clock and a coach. If a new coach is coming in, they're going to want their guy yeah. and all that jazz. But I think, dude, DJ Moore looks so good. DJ Moore, have you really watched good. some of these games? I had him in my fantasy league. Like, oh, yeah. I don't, he makes- I, I, here on this show, I want, uh, were, we, were, we, were we potting when that trade happened? Had to be, because we definitely covered the yeah. draft before yeah, we went course. on break. I said, Okay, I understand, you know, the pick swap and the next year's first round pick. Why would you get, if you're going to go draft a quarterback 
in Bryce Young, why would you trade your best offensive weapon? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was so confused. You're right. Just because he took his helmet off? I was like, you traded your best offensive weapon when he you're bringing so in good. a quarterback? What like, do the kids say? He's dumb good. Like stupid good. What did the kids say? I was like, the kids said that like when I was a kid. One more round. I'm not a kid anymore, but some days I still wish I was a kid again. Um, The Miami Dolphins uh, got throttled by the Baltimore (laughs) Ravens. Uh, I texted my group chat. This was a game the first half. It was a game in the first half. I texted my group chat uh, because we have a few Dolphin fans in there in my fantasy group chat. I said, the Ravens are doing to the Dolphins what the Dolphins had done to the Broncos. Yeah, it was a bloodbath out there. It looked messy. It looked ugly. It looked silly. And um, there was a woman. There was a there was a woman on a San Francisco uh, telecast broadcast radio show. I can't remember. Um, And her and her co-hosts were going about saying how uh, Lamar Jackson is just not that kind of guy. He's not that kind of quarterback. He's a he's not quarterbacky enough uh for their liking um and he'd never really be successful because he's not quarterbacky well for a man who What's wasn't quarterbacky uh he threw the ball brandon he threw the ball 18 total times want to know how many completions he had sorry he threw the ball 21 total times 18 completions 18 completions so that's three you gave incompletions. Yourself away on that i did i did uh but i didn't give this away brandon he had three incompletions, right? Yeah. Go on, how many touchdowns he had? Five. He had five. Five of them things. So that's more touchdowns than incompletions there. He had a perfect passer rating. Um, threw the ball for 321 yards. Only ran the ball six times for 35 yards. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what – I don't know what more people need to see uh, to, to come to the realization that Lamar Jackson – Belongs in this league. This is going to be my, you know, my de facto walk off here. Lamar Jackson has done nothing but be sensational since he walked into the NFL. He had an offensive coordinator prior in Greg Roman, who had a arcane offense, never tried to elevate it in any way. And the and the and the GM and the coaching staff never got him the requisite weapons for a passing game to emerge. Uh, on a consistent basis. Lamar Jackson has always wanted to be a pocket passer. Even in college, he ran a pro-style system with, uh, not Bo Pelini. I can't remember old boy's neck. Buddy who uh, messed up his neck and all that jazz. Um, oh, um, not Peyton. Uh, uh, dang. Not, fuck. Now it's on, I don't want to look it up now because it's on the tip of my tongue. It's the uh, Arkansas dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suey, he got in the motorcycle accident with the yeah. intern he was banging. Yep. Um, I can see his face. Did he coach it in the Falcons? Yeah, he was the head coach of the Falcons. Man, you gotta look it up. I'm gonna keep going. Um, his offensive line hasn't been great the last couple of seasons. Ronnie Staley, who they decided to pay God all the money it, to right after it. they who is it? Petrino, Bobby Petrino, Bobby Petrino, Bo Pelina. I went BP. That's the only issue. Um, his offense. As soon as they paid Ronnie Stanley, uh, Ronnie Stanley got hurt. So. Uh, Lamar Jackson with all the requisite weapons this season looks to be really, really good. Well, Joe, isn't he injury prone? Doesn't he have a history of injury? That's, That's why he's not going to have a long season. Well, Brendan, let me let me pose this question to you. Joe Burrow is in his fourth season. 
Yep. This is the second time we've already seen him get hurt in the middle of the season, and we will not see him for the rest of the season. So should we be concerned about him? Isn't he injury prone now? Uh, this is the second year in a row where we've seen Justin Herbert suffer, sustain an injury that makes it look like he won't be able to play the rest of the year. Last year he had it early. He got a rib injury. He was, he played through it, but played lesser than. And that's why people gave him an excuse. This year he had came into the year with zero injury, still played lesser than, had his team only win about four games during his time there. And now he's out for the rest of the year with a hand injury, but we'll blame that on the coach. Anyways. You're gonna make um, me say it, aren't you? Uh, hey, hey, whoa! <laughs> I don't know what you, I don't know what you want me to say. Kenny Pickett has seen uh, the field not a lot because he keeps getting knocked out and concussed. Uh, just want to throw that out there. Um, it's the inherent and systematic racism because Lamar Jackson's a black quarterback that he does. He's gonna run first, so they people out there think. He's more injury prone because he's gonna run for it. They because that's what black quarterbacks do. Because they believe which he's is gonna I, run for. Huh? Because they believe he's gonna run for. Yeah, which is stupid. We have this conversation all the time. And through hosting the show with you, it's really opened my eyes. Cause I used to think too, not just black quarterbacks, but running quarterbacks get hurt more often. And it and it's you who will text me and be like, Hey, how did he get hurt? Like when a quarterback goes down, you go you'll text exactly. me and be like, what, was you're he more in the pocket likely or was he to get running hurt around? in the pocket yeah. because you're a stationary target. Whereas if you're moving, you're bracing for injury. You're bracing. You see it with Tua impact. this year. Tua gained a bunch of weight and like will not leave the pocket now because of all his concussions. And I, I, it's shitty that people do this because Lamar Jackson could throw the ball. He was he one of the, the most ball. accurate quarterbacks coming out of college. He was one of the most accurate quarterbacks. The problem was his slight build, and people thought he'd get hurt because we just went through what happened with RG3, where he had that all-pro season and then just refused to run the ball, and RG3 was not the same quarterback that Lamar is. And he refused to run, and he could not. He did not have the accuracy, and he flamed out after an all-pro season. And that's why people... Lamar's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He's going to win the MVP. This whole idea that he's not like the not quarterbacky enough is a dog whistle. That's Super he's a black guy. <laughs> Super dog whistle. Um, what was I going to say? There was some more I had for you. Sorry, I hope I didn't steal that your uh, thunder from that. No, 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 no. I was going to say, oh, so Lamar Jackson wants to get his money, has to fight and claw to get what is due to him. As a guy who has won an MVP, taking his team every time when healthy to the postseason, Joe Burrow got to a Super Bowl. He earned his money. You know, big Joe Burrow fans in this household. Justin Herbert, one playoff appearance in which he choked away a victory, got his money, no questions asked. A six turnover victory. His defense created six turnovers and they still lost that game. Got his money. No questions asked. People will say Lamar only has one playoff victory. Justin Herbert has zero. He has none to speak of. He's only been there once. At least Lamar got there three times. And also, losses. I was about to say, losses aren't a quarterback stat only. Like, yeah, your team has to be better. Stuff. The teams that he took to those postseasons were inferior to the team he has now, and we're seeing that play out in real time with the way they trampled the 49ers and the way they tramp, dismantled 
the Miami Dolphins and everything they're trying to do. I know I brought this up do. before, but it is if Lamar if Lamar stays healthy, and I am only saying it for Lamar just because he has had injuries in the it's past. It's a violent I mean, game. Everybody, a, can, yeah. Exactly. My thing is Lamar is not more likely to get hurt than anybody, anybody else. else, and we can You're see that because right. there's about 13 starting quarterbacks who are out. Yeah. Everyone is susceptible to injury. 230 pound stationary (laughs) prototypical quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, who was high ankle sprain, then concussed and then got a shoulder injury all from the pocket. Like, Um, yeah, I'm curious to see. Oh, oh, this is what I wanted to say to you. Um, Do you think we were all idiots? Because Jim Harbaugh, after the fact, was like, no, I was never worried that Lamar. And remember, we made fun of him. We're like. John Harbour, I'm sorry. We made fun of him. We were like, no, Lamar's out of there, man. Lamar's out of there. He's going to get out of there. And then he said in that press conference, remember, right before Lamar signed, he was like, I'm not worried about it at all. And we're like, you're insane. You have to be worried about yeah. it. And well, I think so he wasn't we worried about idiots? it. I, well, no, Brandon, because this was going to be my final point. Thank you for teeing that up there. Uh, great teammate. Um, you're, you're the Nikola Jokic to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> we will never forget. I mentioned it earlier. Carolina traded a first this year and a first next year and DJ Moore for the rights to draft uh, Bryce Young. Could have gave up those two first-round picks to get Lamar Jackson. Hey, Atlanta Falcons, the first team to come out and immediately say, we are not going to do that. Could have had Lamar Jackson. Hey, the Raiders, the, 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 um, the Commandos, Really, the Giants. Nobody I mean, wanted him. You didn't have to pay Daniel Jones that money. Which goes back to draft day, Stad. I was looking through your Twitter earlier because you told me about that one tweet you sent out. And then you had that picture of Lamar on draft day. On draft night, the Ravens had to jump back in the first round to get him. But are any of those quarterbacks still Wait, starters? they didn't jump back in the first. Wasn't he taken? They jumped the, back in the first. I'm sorry. I thought he was taken with the first pick of the second no, round. No, no, no. They, they traded... Into the thirty-two to get him on okay, day one. Okay, okay. That's why he had a fifth-year option. He still had a fifth-year yeah, option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm trying to think though. Are any of those quarterbacks? Is Josh Allen the only other quarterback from that draft that's still a starting that's quarterback? I don't even. Not even elite is a starter. Kaiwan. Uh, well, Baker is, but not on the team. Is that the, the Baker draft? Uh, I'm pulling it up now. Uh yeah, that's the Baker draft. Baker, okay. Sam Darnold. So Sam Darnold out. Baker Mayfield was not a starter, not on but the now same he is team. again. Yeah. Not on the same team. Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills has turned into an elite quarterback. Um Chosen Rosen was out. Uh check out my podcast, X Drinking Buddy. We got some crazy stories about that Josh Rosen funny. from Cab Washington's episode. Um That was so confusing. Because I was like, wait, he's just working at the stu- he's not even a student. Okay. Yeah, he was like a grad student, basically. <laughs> Um, there was two nose tackles taken 12th and 13th Vita Vea. And then do you know the other one? Mm-hmm. Darren Payne out of Alabama. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amandos? That's all the, uh, that's all the first round. So quarterbacks. two of those guys are, well, one of those guys is not even in the league anymore. <laughs> no, uh, the other one is a backup to Mr. Relevant. Um, and the I was third, so excited last week when he got a chance to go in that game. Scored a touchdown, then threw an interception. You, you know, I'm a Sam Darnold <laughs> truther. You know that about I me. I know you yeah. are, and I don't understand why. And then <laughs> the first overall pick, 
got bounced by has been on like five teams. He's been on Browns, Cardinals, not Cardinals, uh, Carolina, the Rams, and now Tampa. Four teams. And one other guy is still on the team that remained. So, you know, I'm just I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. A lot of people all the- a lot of people are fa- afraid to come to the realization the reason why Lamar Jackson has been evaluated the way he has been is due to racism. I mean, somebody after the game, shout out to Jomi, I did a run from uh, the Ringerverse. Um, he said Lamar Jackson is going to have one of the greatest Hall of Fame speeches. And oh, yeah. I responded and I said, yeah, because he's from the crib and he's going to drag all of you motherfuckers. Everybody's Bill Polian, with- whether you're dead or alive. Oh yeah, doing pretty good for. Uh, he's still alive right now. I'm saying by the time Lamar retires and gets to the Hall yeah. of Fame, whether you're dead or alive, did pretty well for a what should back. have been a running back. Uh, I just want to throw this out here, uh, real quick. There is one quarterback that we did not mention who is still on the team that drafted him, who's actually playing very well. You want to take a, a second guess? rounder, third rounder, third third rounder, third rounder. He's the best of the three quarterbacks they tried to start this year. Mason? <laughs> Mason Rudolph in the third round with Lamar Jackson's draft. Taken uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers from Oklahoma State. Still playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's very funny. And did he's not, the best. Did not think he'd still be on that team this long. I know. God, is that? That's so funny. All right. We got to get at it. We're taking we, we were so long. We're so long. We're at an hour already. <laughs> really? Jeez. All right. Let's 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 fly through we're going to fly through the CFP. We're going to just exclude basketball this week. Yeah, we'll skip uh, basketball. We're going to skip NHL. And we're going to get to the Fulham corner. And then we'll get your walk-off in. All right, CFP, All right. Alabama versus Michigan. All I have to say is Florida State could have played that game. All right, Alabama did dumb thing after dumb thing after dumb thing. The offenses looked uh, 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 constipated on both sides. Um Florida State can go in and lose that game to Michigan, and I have no issue. I don't like my buddy tried to do a victory lap on our FSU fans that are in the that are in the fantasy football chat, and he was like, "Yeah, that was a better game than what Florida State would have given." And I was like, "And Alabama lost." Like, yeah, I think Florida Georgia State wins that lost. game. By the way, I don't I think care. Georgia wins that game. I think Georgia wins that game. Like. Yeah. Alabama only got in because, and this was the funny thing, and I had to wait. I still haven't texted because, like, the way that game came down. But Alabama only got in because Texas got in and Texas beat Alabama. And then they both lost. So what was the point of all that? You should have yeah. just put Florida State and Georgia in like I wanted. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, the or Florida Alabama, State and Michigan Alabama game. and have Alabama play Washington. I think that would have been a little more interesting defensively. But you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the game. It was a good game. Came down to overtime. But yeah, Alabama it wasn't their year this year. We all knew it wasn't their year this we year. We all Georgia knew. Should have been we there. all knew. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, fucking Florida State could have gone in and lost to Michigan. No problem. Uh, the Washington-Texas game, that was a game. That, that was, was fun. That, it, it, was, it was a game, and then it wasn't a game. wasn't a game. And then it became a game. <laughs> uh, we had ourselves a game. Uh, yeah, because Washington, it was a game, and then Washington kind of took the lead. I told Joe this, and I will admit to the listeners, I don't watch college football. Everyone knows that. I thought Michael Penix Jr. did not know he was a black left-handed quarterback playing for Washington, uh, and I will own up to that. Brandon didn't realize assumed- it until uh, Michael Penix shouted out the crib. Shout out the homies. <laughs> I didn't want, and then I was watching the game, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> 
But you know, good it was on. Like, uh, who's that guy with the do rag? That must be like the is that a, that a receiver? Is that the running? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, he played out of his mind and we all know the stats. He's a very, uh, as far as his stats, he's, he's got a ton of great stats, but this was a good game because Texas came back. I didn't think Texas was coming back. They were up by two scores in the fourth quarter. I was like, this game's over. Texas came back on a bit of a technicality, yeah, which is a little annoying and a little stupidity out of the Washington coach. He tried to, he tried to tap into his Mario Cristobal instead of just taking the knee a couple times, and you don't have to get the first down. They'll get the ball with about 10 seconds at the end of all the clock machinations. Now, nah, let's try to run plays, run the ball yeah. to get the first down. Your running back then gets hurt, which then stops, stops the, the time and uh, leaves more time for Texas. And Texas, and then Texas Quinn didn't Ewers. want to take the 10 second runoff. Good on them. You know, they You're said, nah, we're not going to do. Quinn Ewers made a couple good plays until they got into the red zone, and then. Just the most head scratching play calls in the red yeah. zone, like a swing pass to your running back for a yard that took off five How, seconds. The, the fact that they blew the cut for those of you who didn't watch it, Washington ends up winning this game in the last two plays. But Texas goes down, scores, gets the ball back, is driving down, has a chance to, to win the game, if not tie the game. And no, it was to win no, the game, they have down to by win four. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the thing that blew my mind, and you know this because I'm a I'm a I'm a trenches kind of guy, the lack of like the free rusher on the the second to last play. I was it's a like, blitz. It's a blitz. Washington blitzes, and there's just a free rusher. Yeah, just miscommunication. Nobody touched him. Miscommunicado. And, like that was crazy. And then they got him again on the second one. I was about to say, and then there's one this. second, which was bizarre. <laughs> yeah. We talked about this. And I thought, oh God, one second. Someone's I was like, oh my somebody. goodness, one second. I was like, what's man. that old saying? If they're taking, cause they took a long time to like put the one second back on the clock. I was like, if they're taking this long, they're, 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 they're figuring out who they're going to screw. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And then the, the next play, they still got a, the, a tremendous amount of pressure. We talked about this, uh, blitz, you know, ride with the horse that brought you there. Blitz, blitz, blitz. You know, don't sit back and be passive and hope to to deflect a pass. The thing I love the most, um, Aubrey, was it Aubrey? Aubrey Audrey, I'm what's his name? Um, number five for Texas, the uh, <laughs> the transfer from Georgia who's played in two national championship games already and has a bunch of rings. She's he, playing the third. He mossed number 25 for Washington and he's six, four number 25 for Washington is like five, eight, five, nine. Mm. He's like, has a, like totally oh, mossed him. And then I thought you were talking about the corner at the receiver. No, no, no. Then fast forward to the last play of the game. Ewers under pressure, lobs it up from, I want to say Mitchell number five. He goes up to get it. That same number 25 comes screaming down out of the, like screaming down the end zone leaps into the air and then knocks the ball out. And I was like, fuck yeah, my guy. Amazing play. Two amazing. Yeah, it was such a good play. Players. I mean, I don't think he was going to catch it anyway, but it, who cares? Put that on a poster. Put that on your wall. Let's go. Oh, man. All right. Let's go to Fulham. And you'll be surprised how quick. And quick. Maybe hits quick hit. All right. Brett and Fulham Football Club, they had a game. They had a game. Big, big game. Huge uh, game. On New Year's Eve, they were playing. What did we say? What did you say here on this program? What did I say? 
You said we're going to get Raul back and we're going to be just fine. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> I was like, damn, what did I say? Um, so I don't remember what I was saying sometimes. Uh, but yeah, Raul Jimenez was coming back from his three-game suspension. Um, I think I did point out how we played them tooth and nail the first time at their place and we were coming home and you know we could hope for a result of some kind. Um, William, who was dealing with some injury, was able to start this game, which was huge. Um, and God damn it, Brennan, we pulled off the unthinkable. It's the first time in 12 years have we beaten Arsenal. Uh, and we did it. We did it. 2-1 victory. They scored first it, within baby. like the first five minutes. Uh, Raul scored again, being that he was back, scored again, which was fantastic. Um, and then... Was it before the half or just after the half, I want to say? Uh, Bobby Decadover-Reed comes and he scores the second goal on a set piece from a corner. Again, just throw the corners into the box and hope for chaos. Stop doing the damn short corners. Every time you do a, yeah. a long corner, it works out. But um, got the second goal. And really, after after they scored and right before we scored in the first half, we were the more dominant team. Like, for a majority of that game, they had possession more, but we had more chances in the box. We had more shots on target. We had more shots in general. Um, we brought the pressure to their doorstep, and uh, it was pretty dang fantastic. Um, this was the I first time. I still can't time, believe it, man. This was the first time in 26 games that we conceded first and then came back to win. Um, so, yeah, it, it was... It was a hell. They of a were game. second on the table, right, when we played against them. Yeah, yeah. They if they win that, they they would have went back to the top of the table because the team. I think Liverpool played the day before, um, but yeah, no. This was uh, not only did we win, you know, beat a top side, but we also you know put a damper on their season. And I got to laugh at my Arsenal buddy again. And for those that don't remember, earlier this year when we played them uh, at the not the Etihad. Where do they play? I can't remember. Who, um, Arsenal? Yeah, the Emirates. When we played them at the Emirates, uh, we beat, we drew with them, and I was with my buddy who's an Arsenal fan, and this time we beat them 2-1. So it was pretty dang fantastic. Marco Silva, great. Um, Tim How Lee, have we not gone it, up in the table, just the way it shook out? Yeah, just the way it shook uh, We that didn't go down, pisses, but yeah, we, we, we I think we're at 12. me off about Everything's we're thirteen. We're stay. We stayed at thirteen. We were thirteen oh, okay. last week too. Everything stays the same. Like a win is a win is a win. And you're like, yeah, obviously it's professional sports, but it's like, yeah, but Arsenal is like way better than some of these other teams. Like it should count for more. Yeah, it doesn't count for more, bro. I know. I the thing that should count for more is you go out and you fucking beat Bournemouth and you beat Burnley, and we didn't do those things. So we didn't do those things. Got to beat those around us. That's what I always say. Take care of those around us. Take a couple of take a couple scalps of the the top sides, but didn't do we we did one of the two things, but got to play well against those around us. We got to play with that same intensity, that same fire. Um, but I wanted to say Tim Ream. Uh, American international uh, didn't play in the game, but had got his contract extended. So now he'd be at the club for a total of 10 years. Um, and Tom Kearney, my skipper, my number 10, my guy, old captain of my captain, uh, just got his contract extended as well to 2025. So he'll be there uh, a total of 10 years when it's all said and done. So those two guys have been there since I've started watching. Uh, and as you've said, and as I've said on, as I've told you, and as I've said on the show, players in soccer move all the time. So to have two guys that are going to be on that team for 
10 plus years is, is pretty insane. For the entire He's only of my 32. Fandom. Tom's only 32. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, his position where he is on the field. Uh, and a lot of, I mean, the other two times we went up, the managers didn't have faith in playing him. They just thought maybe he's a topped out at a Champions League player. He's not a Premier League side player. Uh, but with his age, same with Tim Ream, with his age and with um, the right tutelage, the right managerial staff, they've put faith in those guys. Like like I said, the last two times, Tim Ream and uh, Tom Kearney didn't get a lot of playing time once they got to the Premier League. We went, spent a whole bunch of money to get guys and try to mishmash no chemistry together. But last year, they allowed Tom to play a lot more. They allowed, they started Tim in every game he was available and we stayed up. Yeah. So sometimes sticking with the people that got you there can help you stay there. Yep. So. Well, we haven't done that in a long time, that sounder. (laughs) All right. I had to walk off this week uh, because my shout out turned into I wanted to shout out more than one person because of the situation turned into, oh, I'll turn it into a walk off. So it's a real quick walk off just called respect. Um, Yeah, it's real quick. It's, It's one of the shortest ones I've ever written. But in 2019, just a couple years removed from the mayhem that was Saxonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars found themselves in a slump through for some uh, through some unforeseen picks that in that year's draft, mainly Daniel Jones to the Giants. And I'll never forget it. I was on my couch. I recorded an Instagram post about it. I have it saved on my story thing on Instagram where the Giants take Daniel Jones and it opened the door for the top rated pass rusher out of Kentucky. Josh Allen. I called it out on draft day again. It is saved on my Instagram stories, but fast forward four years. <laughs> that young man broke the Jag single season sack record set by the formidable Calais Campbell. That's where my walk-off comes in. Calais one is, the, is one of the most intimidating people I've ever met in my life. At six foot eight and well over 300 pounds, he is literally a cartoon character of a human being. But in meeting him a few times and talking with him, it's easy to understand where the respect from his teammates and coaching staff comes from. Calais is a strong, silent type, but permeates leadership. There's a reason they call him the mayor in whatever city he plays for. Josh Allen only played with Calais for one year, his rookie season. It would be totally understandable for Calais to be angry with Josh and the team for taking a pass rusher that high to eventually and inevitably replace the aging superstar. But true to his character, Calais mentored and looked after the rookie. It would have been understandable, too, for the and almost cliche for the young, highly regarded draft pick to tell the old man to fuck off. But that's just not who Josh is. And when Josh Allen broke the single season sack record on Sunday, the first thing he did was Calais's trademark home run swing as a nod to the mayor. This is why sports matter. This is why I love sports. These two guys had no prior relationship, played together for only one year, and still have a bond that cannot be broken. Either one of them could have let their egos get in the way in that first year in 2019. But no, they worked together, helping each other, and forged a bond that will never be broken. And they share a mutual respect for each other that most people just will never understand. So that was my shout out turned into a walk off. That was pretty. That was pretty dang. We'll it was really cool, man. He as soon as he broke the record.
You know what I love more about it? What? He did it in 16 games. Didn't need the 17th yeah, game to do it. That was, that was a big deal for that's me. What you call I, man. I, I was going to bring it up, but it's like, no, man. His record was set in 16. I'll break it in 16. All um, right. Brennan, where can we find yeah. you? At Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. BrennanTComedy.com. Check out my other podcast, X Drinking Buddy. I have guests on to talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, party, and getting in trouble stories. Also, X Drinking Buddy, the one-man show. Comics look at life, near death, recovery, and redemption. Goes live on the YouTubes. January, I don't know, we'll say 12th. Let's go January 12th. That sounds good. Um, yeah, BrennanTComedy.com for everything and all that. Joe. All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. You can find this show on Twitter and Instagram at Kieran Press. Don't forget to head over to newload.co to check out all the other shows on the network. Who does a pod? We just did our year in review last week. That was super fun looking back at all the moments and movies and songs and everything. Uh, and don't forget to check out a new low, the big show. All four of us should be back tomorrow all together again. The last two episodes, Scott was out of town. Uh, so we wrapped up the year without him, but you know he Aww. was missed as always. Whenever he's not there, but he was with the fam, so really couldn't uh, really couldn't fault him for that. Uh, I mean, it was two episodes recorded two days after each other. The second episode was just a clip show, so it's not really like we were gone without him for so long. <laughs> but uh, but still uh, fun to you know do those two things with those guys. Uh, don't forget to head over to JoeDorval.com. Check out all the merch and music over there. Merch is at a reasonable price this year, folks. Reasonable price. <laughs> uh, and yeah, don't forget to listen to the show every week because we play to win the game. Brennan. Hello? You took my you took my thing. I did. I did. I usually say, get me out of here so I can go work out or something. Yeah. I jumped the gun. Huge shout out. Josh Allen, man. Breaking the record. Huge shout out Michael Penix Jr. No, those naysayers out there. Huge shout out to the Giants taking Daniel Jones and leaving the window open.